Hello and welcome to FMI.online's 3 for Thursday. I'm your host, Ryan Spendelow, and today's three is the three investing lessons from a real-life investor. Hello, everybody. Uh, slightly different format to today's podcast. Our usual host, Chris, isn't with us, so you're stuck with me as your host. So I'm joined today by a friend of mine, Jeff Valor. Uh, Jeff is someone that I've known for quite a while and someone that I've come to really admire in terms of his approach to investing. Good morning, Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm well, thanks, Ryan. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to join us today. Jeff, do you want to just give a bit of a background as to your investment journey? Yeah, I started off what I guess you could at best call as an amateur investor 20 years ago. I don't have a finance background. Uh, I'm a pilot by trade, but I do have a degree in mathematics and uh, am analytically uh, inclined type person. You know, years ago, I decided that uh, whilst I had financial planners and managed funds and all those kinds of things going on, I wanted to start taking control of my investments a little more myself. And I just started learning about it and getting my hands dirty um, just as a retail investor. So what we're going to do today, Jeff, uh, as you said, you've been You've been investing in, it's the Australian share market that you concentrate on, isn't it? Australian share market's what I know and love. Yep. All right. You can probably tell by, by the voice. So we've got a Kiwi and an Aussie on the podcast today. I think that's a first for our podcast. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do today is, as I said earlier on, I've come to really respect your approach to investing. And I thought our listeners would find it really useful for someone that takes a really methodical approach to investing to have you on and think about three lessons that you've learned over your time as an investor. So hopefully that sounds okay. I know that you're going to share some really, really good things. So, so Jeff, what would be the first lesson that you've learned as a real life investor? Look, uh, my three lessons, they're, they're, they're not rocket science to people who have been doing this for a long time. And uh, like everyone else, over 20 years, I've learned all of my lessons the hard way. <laughs> and uh, I hope one day to be able to sit my son down and hopefully fast forwarding through the... <laughs> <laughs> through the pain of learning some of these lessons the hard way. Um, unfortunately, my dad never was involved in any of this kind of stuff. and I never got anything uh, handed down to me. So I had to learn these the hard way, which is, you know, kind of bread and butter to most traders and, and professional investors. But it, it bears reminding every now and then anyway, just to, to take some of the basics. And my first one is one of the most basics, and that is learn to take a profit. Over that time, I've had some killer companies that have done really, really well. You know, and especially early on in the piece when I was quite new to it, I'd always been told, you know, time in the market, not timing the market. You know, people tell me just buy and hold, you know, stick them in your bottom drawer and forget about them. And they, they all have uh, all those attitudes. Certainly they have their place. Definitely. You know, I wouldn't call myself a day trader by a long shot. You know, I've had these killer companies that have done great. You know, they've had great growth great capital gains, mm. they were paying a solid dividend. And I thought, wow, what a great company, you know? And I just sat there looking at it, it was up 300%. This investing's easy, right? Yeah, how, how easy is this, you know? I just, I just leave it and don't touch it again. It just yeah. pays me money. I had another job. I was very busy with my other work and I just, uh, you know, I was only new to it. So I wasn't probably putting the time and effort in that was required. And I just kind of um, stuck them in the bottom drawer and would forget about them. Never took any money out. And then, you know, I come back a while later to look at them and go, oh, wow, oh, they're about half the price. They're, they're up, still up from my initial buy-in, but um, they're half of what they were worth, you know, six months ago. And yeah. I put them back in the drawer and forget about them. 
I come back, you know, another few months later and they're back at my buying price, yeah. you know. I was up 300%. I never took a dollar out of them. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know what? When they get back up a little bit, I might sell them. You know, obviously, you know, things have come off the boil. Of course, I look back another couple months later and they're a fraction of the price. <laughs> and, that, and that company now is still a fraction of the price yeah. that, it, that it was. This company we're talking about was like 15 years ago when it was on the boil and it was doing really well. And now it's, still, it's been down for 10 years. I went from a great paper win to a great actual loss. Yeah, and yeah. I never took any profit out of it. And so I've now tried and trained myself to take a little bit of profit away so I've got something to show for it. You know, Unless you can really convince yourself that you need to hold on for that, to that share, then you need to keep an eye on them. So monitor your portfolio is lesson number one. And I guess what comes out of that for me is that if you want to do this properly, you have to be prepared to invest the time and the effort into it, don't you? So that's a good one. I like that one, Jeff. So what have you got for number two? Well, number two is know yourself, know your personality, identify your weaknesses and your style as an investor or even just as a general character type or personality out in the world. I myself tend to be quick to buy mm -hmm. and slow to sell. So this links in back in with number one. You know, I tend to hold on too long. I love finding a bargain. I'm always on the search for bargains and I'm very quick to buy them. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Whether it be Amazon or on the Australian Stock Exchange. And so I, I know that's my weakness. I'm quick to buy, I'm slow to sell and I hold on too long. I also get FOMO, which is, you know, everyone gets FOMO. Mm. I get it strong. Just because we've got some listeners from places like uh, India and, and some other places, FOMO, F-O-M-O. I'm not sure how well used it is in some countries, but where we're from, FOMO is the fear of missing out. Yes, most definitely. And I get it big time. You know, every time I go to sell, I'm looking at it going, if I sell this today, is that going to go up tomorrow or in a week mm. or in a month? You know, uh, I still track all the shares that I've sold just to constantly analyze my performance and, and review my decisions as to whether they were good at the time, whether they stand the test of time later. But, you know, that's also giving me FOMO because I'm looking mm. at the shares later on. So I need to put some mitigations in place mm -hmm. for this character type that I have. You know, I've recognized it. It's one of my many weaknesses. We'll just stick with one at a time right now. <laughs> I know so. your wife. I know, I know Liz, your wife probably so. has, a, has quite a list for you there. <laughs> we'll stick to the, we'll stick to the, uh, the, the finance. We're trying to take this podcast in 10 minutes. You know, for this specific weakness, I've had to put some, some processes and mitigations in place to stop me falling into that trap. So I, before I buy any share now, uh, and, I, and over time, I've now built up a sizable portfolio, I do a lot of research. I do a lot of research into either the thematics of what I want to get into right now, um, kind of macro type stuff, uh, whether it be energy or commodities or green energy. And then I try and do as much as I can into, you know, whether I like this company, I, I look at the sentiment around it, you know, just reading forums and news groups, as well as the company announcements and the balance sheets. But then when I've done that, before I even buy it, I've, I've got spreadsheets. I love them. I've got spreadsheets everywhere. And I've got my target prices that I'm looking for before buying. Now, this probably seems basic stuff to, I guess, a professional investor, but that's something I had to learn to do. And so I've got my target prices before I buy and then I'm looking at them. So I don't get caught holding them too long. You know, I'm looking for my target. That doesn't mean I sell them when they reach their price. Yeah. I'm always reviewing, constantly analyzing the target I've got as it approaches the target. I'm reviewing as to whether it's worth holding on to for longer. If they've got great momentum, I might hold on to them for a bit longer for sure, yeah. and ride the momentum, even if they exceed the target price. Yeah. 
I basically at the time would say once they hit their target, I'm they're trying to justify to me a reason to stay in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And, and and honestly, I want to keep them because I've got FOMO. So I'm looking for ways. Yeah. I'm looking for excuses to hold on to them. But if they can't justify their position, you know, sometimes I've got to sell and it's hard. That's not a natural thing for me to do. You know, many of them have continued going up a bit after I've sold them. But yeah. at the time, as long as they meet, you know, they justify the reason to sell, I don't feel bad about it later on. Because for every one that I sell and it goes up a bit, there are many that I sell and they go down not long thereafter. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I finally kind of go, wow, I've got, got around this problem that I have with myself. Yeah. And you're not going to get it right 100% of the time, no, are you? I'm never going to pick the top. Yeah. You know, uh, in, the, in the end, I, I can never pick the bottom. No one can. I can never pick the top. So I'm just yeah. hoping for a bit of the, the fat in the middle, you know, yeah. a bit of the gains in the middle. What's coming out there for me again is a lot of dedication in terms of time and effort there, isn't there? Yeah, certainly. I'm uh, as a pilot. I'm not working a lot right now, so we'll see how this pans out in the near future. <laughs> All right, Jeff. So that's great. So we've got learn to take a profit. Number one, know your personality and weaknesses. Number two, what's your three? Because this is three for Thursday. Well, I guess number three links into one and two, and you've just touched on it. You know, in your last words. And that is, you have to keep doing your research. You're mm. reading. It doesn't have to be reading balance sheets all day long. You know, we're talking about real life investors here. You know, for myself, I'm not a I'm not a day trader. I'm not a trader. I have no professional training. And supposedly I'm, I'm meant to be earning my money through a, a real job. Uh, I've also got a family and uh, too many kids. And so, <laughs> so I don't have, you know, I can't afford to be spending all day and all night reading, you know. So my kids are young as well, so they demand my time. That being said, my problems with, Number one and number two previously have been that I tended to stop reading and stop doing my research and stop paying attention to my portfolio, really. You know, you can't just assume that every share you got, if you just hold on to it forever, will keep going up. You know, I've been involved in Telstra 2 and Telstra 3 and Telstra at every other level. I've bought and sold it. And and anyone that's just held Telstra in Australia forever will find out that just holding on to Telstra forever really hasn't worked yeah. out great and even and it's a blue chip stock it's a too, blue chip it? stock amp another blue yeah. chip stock you know things just change for companies you know yeah. whether it be government you know Tulsa was affected by government policy yeah and so even if it's just paying attention to thematic or macro type stuff you know the world the way the world is changing for example right now we're, we're moving you know the green energy and the um the green push is very big yeah you know it's just paying attention and then trying to relate the things that you're hearing and reading in the world to stocks that you're holding in your portfolio and whether they stand the test of time. It doesn't mean you have to sell them as soon as you get the first hint of bad news. It's yeah. really just kind of more of the, the Marbo or the vibe type thing going on, which is a bit of an Australianism. All the Australians will get that. No one else will. But uh, <laughs> for, to Australian <laughs> listeners, you do need to keep reading. Um, every time I've been bitten, it's been because I've stopped paying attention. Yeah. I haven't been watching what's happening in my portfolio and I've come back, you know, because I've been busy and I've looked at it and, and gone, wow, I missed something big there. And yeah. I've just seen declines that I probably could have seen earlier. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing more research right now because I've got the time, but the time will come when it's just an effort to, but which I'll have to do to keep watching what I've got. And it reminds me of before I joined MDA training, I worked at HSBC Asset Management in London. And sitting amongst all the actual investment managers making these investment decisions, one thing that stands out and one, the one thing that I remember is just how much time they sat at their computers and their terminals just reading. That's what yeah. they would do. 
They would perhaps have a chat to some of their analysts. They'd have some meetings, obviously. But in an eight, nine, 10 hour day, they'd probably sit at their computers and just read for seven hours. The first thing they do when they get in is read the news. And they'd just be reading, 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 constantly gaining information throughout the day. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, that's what I'm kind of doing right now. I get up, I mean, read the morning reports. I have a few reports and websites that I kind of subscribe to and newsletters. I get a bunch of emails. So I read as many as I can. But a lot of it, you know, it's hard to justify to my wife and kids. Who come in and go, geez, you know, Dad's just sitting at the computer all day long, like he's always doing. Turn, um, off, your, you turn off your flight simulator game yeah, pretty quickly. Exactly. And so it doesn't look like I'm doing a lot, but I'm constantly just reading how I'll be able to continue doing this. Look, obviously, I'm doing it at another level now that I used to, and that's just a sign of the times. You know, even when I go back to kind of this being more, more of a secondary thing, yeah. uh, I'm going to need to keep reading and paying attention. You know, I read all the updates from the companies that I hold and so forth. And there's stuff happening every day. I'm now amazed now that I've had time to do it at this level. I am constantly amazed as to how much I was missing out on previously. Yeah. So, you know, for for someone who does want to dabble a a little bit, you know, you don't have to spend all of your life doing it, but you do need to pay attention to what you've got. All right. Hey, Jeff, thanks ever so much for coming on our Three for Thursday podcast this week. The three lessons, and I think they're really, really valuable lessons. You say that they're quite straightforward and simple, but I think their power comes from their simplicity. The three lessons that we have from Jeff, learn to take a profit, know your personality and weaknesses, and keep reading and do your research. So Jeff, thanks for coming on. This is the first ever podcast for you, I this think. This is my it? first ever podcast. I've enjoyed it very much. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, you're an absolute natural, mate. So thanks to all our listeners. Remember, you can support us by subscribing, downloading, and liking. Remember, at fmi.online, there's tons of free resources that you can go and download to help you kickstart your investment journey. Until next week, have a great day.